Welcome to the Rising from Burnout podcast, where we help high-achieving women get out and stay out of burnout so they can live a life of energy, ease, and freedom. I'm your host, Lori Aikman. Today on the Rising from Burnout podcast, I interview Kristen Swanson. Kristen is a completion expert and execution coach, as well as a cancer survivor. Kristen has learned the importance of getting out of one's own way to stop waiting until someday to make a unique impact. Realizing that deeply you can, you only live once, she has gained perspective, tools, and strategies to overcome the illusions fear instills in us. Uh, Kristen, I love this episode with Kristen today. She really just helps us like get the ball rolling where like she talks about, you know, we so many of us put off and say someday when this happens, someday when the kids are older, someday when my job is different, things like that. We're going to finally achieve these goals that we have for ourselves. And I love Kristen's advice of like, let's just get started and don't wait for those drastic things like a cancer diagnosis or burnout or things like that to really give us the push. So without further ado, here is Kristen. Wonderful. Okay, Kristen, thank you so much for being on the Rising from Burnout podcast today. I'm so excited to have you here and to share your story. Um, we obviously have just read your bio, but tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, um, maybe how you got doing the work that you do, and where where do you live again? Remind me where you're located. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, I'm in Seattle. In Seattle. Okay, yes. got it. Yes. Okay. Thanks for having me. Yes. Okay. So you read my bio, but here's what I do. I really help pe- I coach people who have urgency around what I call their someday when projects. Mm-hmm. So I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, some also in corporate that are sort of pursuing entrepreneurship that side have hustles. a yeah, side mm-hmm. hustle, like lots of ideas, lots of visions that they want to make space for in their life, but they're putting it off until someday. So I help Mm -hmm. them step into that now instead of waiting until someday. So it sounds a little bit like someday when I have more time, what I really want to do. When the kids are older, when when I have a different job. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. And so I can kind of tell you a little bit about my story and my own Someday When project, which was my business. So I have a corporate background in project management and strategy deployment. And what I did was back in like the 2009, I had done gone through my coach training probably 2008. And then it was the 2009 recession. I was mm. doing business coaching and consulting. And my husband and I were both self-employed. And I turned one of my biggest coaching clients into a part-time job. And then Mm -hmm. I ended up leaving that for eight years. So my business became my someday when project. I really thought that I was just going to wait that out, you know, like the one year or whatever until that. But at the time I wanted like kind of the, the flexibility to be with my kids. And that was sort of Mm -hmm. my reason for waiting And then as life would have it, I am a breast cancer survivor. So Mm -hmm. multiple years later, I felt like I couldn't leave my corporate job because I needed the health insurance. Mm -hmm. So it's like my excuses of yesterday turned into new excuses of tomorrow. And I just think that is continually happening. Mm -hmm. And while 
almost feel like real life reasons to not leave a corporate job. I also think I didn't need to wait as long as I did. Yeah. what I like to do is teach people to start small and start now instead of waiting for life's ultimatums like a cancer diagnosis or burnout or Mm -hmm. whatever your wake-up call of choice is. Why waiting for those things? We could be starting now and and stepping into those someday when projects. And I also call them soul-led goals slowly while you have, you know, these other life circumstances that may have you feel like you're trapped in your today's circumstances, but into that future version of yourself now. Mm, That's so good. That's so good. I feel like there was so much gold in what you just said. So, so you thought, so your own personal story. Yeah. You were the, you said the cancer diagnosis really was the the reason, yeah, you, I guess, yeah. Like- well, it was like I might not have a someday, so why am mm-hmm. I waiting? And we all might not have a someday, so you don't really need that kind of a wake up call to know that. Exactly, you never know what's going to happen. And but for me, it was like I really need to get back to what I want to be doing. And what it is, it was a lot of like productivity shame. I call mm-hmm. it. So I, I work with my clients on that, where that is just this nagging feeling in the back of your mind that you didn't do you're not spending time on what you really do want to be spending time on Mm. and that just that's a huge energy drain that you're telling yourself that all the time and that's the way it was for me for sure and then after having I mean kind of gone through treatment and everything and hiring a coach and getting super clear on where I wanted to be that was yeah my my story Mm, wow wow Uh, and yeah I so timely, my, both my brother and my niece, so his daughter were in car accidents yesterday, like oh, so no. weird, both on the same, I mean, both like totaled their cars. They're both okay, wow. but it just made me think of and like, separately. The, yeah, they were, yeah. In, so he was driving from where we live. He was across the state and driving home early in the yeah. morning and it was like foggy. And then my niece, somebody pulled out in front of her um, and she had to swerve to avoid them and then ended up wrecking like in the ditch. Oh, Um, So yeah, just made me think of, yeah, you never know know. what is going to happen, you know, and yeah, putting, putting off and putting off. And so I want to pick out you, you and I were chatting this, of course, a little bit before we hit record, but you were saying you find that a lot of times when people are coming to work with you, they might've hit that, that breaking point that maybe they were in burnout is finally what leads them to go, okay, like let's make some day today. Yeah, exactly. They're the common theme is really like, I'm done with my own excuses. Mm. And sometimes it is, they've been through the burnout thing. Like I finally, Mm. you know, am handling my health and, and now I feel like I can do this, but it, it often took kind of that like life ultimatum thing. And sometimes that is mm-hmm. burnout. So I think that's uh, where our synergies might be is some of the people that have been through that or are just on the other side of that, or just kind of identifying that. Yeah. That's yeah. They, they are ready. Mm-hmm. Um but I think if, you know, I mean, and this might be some of your clients is they, they know that it's, that you could see the symptoms coming 
and maybe we could start earlier and or we don't even need any symptoms and we could be doing this now yes yes what do you think and why do you think we don't we don't act sooner you know do you think just from your perspective as a coach yeah. Is I it, think it's it... easier. I think it's like a societal thing. I think people feel like they have to do the, mm-hmm. the grind and the, you know, but this is what I wanted. I mean, I hear that a lot. This is what I wanted was this career, mm-hmm. and this family and, and it's not all what I envisioned it, it would be. be. It has me run ragged. <laughs> right. And, but I think the reason why they don't is because they feel like they can't, they feel like they can't. Yeah. And that's sort of me too. Right. I felt like I couldn't, I need the health insurance. I need to be able to be present with my kids and have that flexibility and have that, you know, part-time job income or whatever it is that sometimes I think trapped in like these circumstances where it, it's like a steady paycheck, health insurance, yeah. these things that, while I know they're real, so, you know, and, and it feels like a real blocker, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, there are things that we could be doing to like step into it slowly as opposed to Mm -hmm. this black and white. So I think it's kind of like Like all or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh. And I'm like, there's all the, there's so many things you've said that like apply to so many areas of life. You know, we can be all or nothing and so many other with our health, you know, like I'm either like on the diet or off the diet or, um, yeah. And then just letting, yeah, I I think time, I think time is the other big one. mm -hmm. I don't have time. And so Mm -hmm. that's also all or nothing because I could Mm -hmm. find anyone the amount of time that you need in order to, to do these things, but it feels like you don't have any. Mm -hmm. And that, yeah, it can, it can be a blocker. And then it's also kind of a clue if you feel like that, that it's an area to look at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you feel like you don't have have time, like, I don't have time. I don't have time. I find that even with my clients, um, a lot of times I'm really encouraging them to make time for self-care, you know, so, and this is the reason I do this work is like, I see all this stuff I've walked through and I can see things in my clients because I can see it. I saw it in myself too. And still, you know, it's still, uh, it takes effort to make time for myself. But I hear that a lot of like, I don't have time. You know, I don't have time, you know, because of the kids, because of my job, because of da, 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 da. Um, I don't. And, and I think too, which is part of the motivation behind this podcast is like the mindset Yeah, because it's not really that we don't have time. It's just that we're not, it's our, you know, a matter of priorities, right? Yeah. And I think it takes a little bit of teasing out of what does that mean? And then, and then there's, and then when you look at it closely, it could be like, are you over delivering in certain areas of your life? Mm. I mean, because sometimes that's kind of like a coping mechanism, whether it's over delivering at work, over delivering at home, doing a lot Mm. of the things that the kids could be doing, not having boundaries with your partner, taking everything on. And then, Mm -hmm. and then there's like kind of like a perfectionism thing too, that sometimes 
plays into it. And then it's like, if you could scale back on some of that stuff, I mean, you could get like at least a half an hour extra a day, not to mention, you know, scrolling social media, not looking at Netflix. I mean, you know, you can usually find some time in there. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So how, um, how I'm just curious when you do work with clients, is it, I would, I would assume with anything, there's a lot of mindset work that you have to do. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think it is around a couple of different key areas. So one of them being that productivity shame that I talked about. So that Mm -hmm. feeling of, I never get to anything. I never get to what I want to be working on. The day just passes by and I haven't worked on the thing that I really want to be working on. And just kind of the beating yourself up about your productivity is one area of mindset work that we do. And, And a lot of that is around moving your attention to what you have done which is uh, not a natural thing. We're way better at telling ourselves what we haven't done. Yes. But, but when you look at your wins in your day and celebrate even the smallest little things that you have done, that kind of compounds as opposed to if you're doing this productivity shame thing all the time, that compounds and it becomes mm. true. Never get anything done. And so that's kind of a retraining of the brain that we do. And then the other common themes are really just, I mean, there's kind of the regular like imposter syndrome stuff. And then the, who am I to do X, Y, and Z that, that sort of thing. And I think there is something around just, just this, um, well, I think it is really the time mindset, sort of an abundance of time, shifting into abundance of time as opposed to time scarcity. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. Like I have all the time I need, like, what do you mean if any, if somebody has never heard of like, you know, that concept of scarcity, lack and abundance mindset, like what? Well, and it's similar to what I just said about the productivity shame. When you believe Mm -hmm. that's true, that you never have Mm -hmm. enough time, then you don't have enough time. If you're continuously talking about, oh, you are just, you know, I have too many plates in the air. I have too, or too many balls in the air, too many plates spinning. Uh, it, it, that, become, that becomes your internal dialogue. It becomes your reality. So when you shift into noticing the spaciousness in your day when you have it, I mean, and maybe you don't have it very often, but you could create that just in little pockets so that, you know, maybe once a month you have one day that's focused on you or something and then feeling how that feels and mm-hmm. noticing that and then finding yourself. I mean, it's, uh, it's similar to gratitude, right? Where you find the things that you're grateful for. And then more of that shows up when you find the spaciousness in your day, then more of that can also show up. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I did. So I was trying to, I was looking on the online to search real quick. I was trying to think of who said the quote of, I'm totally going to mess it up, but like basically, or it's, um, gosh, something bias where activity bias of the brain. Okay. Is that basically what you, you will find evidence for what you believe? Yes. Yes, exactly. Which is blanking on what that. Yeah. And, and when you want the time abundance, which is the same. This is kind of like, it's also like money mindset stuff, which is another Mm -hmm. thing that often is part of my work. So you can look at where there is abundance in your life. Do you have abundance of love relationships, right? When you're, and then abundance can be across all, but yeah, you can find the evidence of 
what you're looking for. And, but, but what we do is we find the evidence that it's true. Like I'm not good enough. And let me just find mm -hmm. the evidence of me not being good enough. And then that sort of snowballs. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So good. So good. So, um, so to take it back to, to, I mean, yeah, I'm just thinking, gosh, this is the coaching that you're doing would help people move out of burnout right there too, of like, yeah. you know, just this whole, yeah, time and the productivity and all of that. But do you find that, um, are your clients are any of them dealing with health struggles along with this too? Cause I would think if they're having a hard time making, you know, if they're doing someday when in mm -hmm. like this, I'm assuming it's a lot of business ideas yeah. or things yeah, like that. It usually if they're is. putting that off, are yeah. they putting off other things? Are they putting off the self, you know, the health and the self-care? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's sort of like a procrastination thing. And often they are putting off the self-care too, which is what I kind of start with is managing your energy and helping them with what are your energy drains? What is the energy mm. fuel that you need? And a lot of times that does involve health. And I, I would say that some of my clients are struggling with health things and whether it be burnout or I could see them being on the verge of burnout, there's mm -hmm. sort of both happening sometimes. And so yeah. moving into taking care of yourself and your body and just literally like the basics. I mean, yeah. water, movement, nutrition, mm -hmm. those kinds of things is often where we start because you yeah. kind of can't do anything until you're doing those basic things. Exactly. If you're, <laughs> I know. Yeah. I sleep. Know. Sleep would be the other one. Yes. And that's the yes. big one. Yeah. I know. And we hear those things and we go, oh, I know, but then we're right. not actually doing yes. them. Right. And what is that? So I don't know. I am fascinated by that topic that we can, our brain just goes to, I already know that. Yeah. I already know that. But then I'm, my next question is always like, and are you doing anything about it? Are you practicing the, you because I think the hydration is like the perfect example of that and yes. exercise your doctor. Everyone does not drink enough water or most most people do not drink enough water. Yeah. And then, and then, so our brains go to, oh, I already know that, but it's like, we want some other fix. We want something, yeah. I think we want something faster or we want something more yes. magical strategy that I agree. it's like, that's not good enough. I guess that is sort of the all or nothing thing, but, but that is, yeah, it's a block. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is so much. Yes. I would agree. Like I, I, cause then we're getting stuck in our head, our like somehow our thinking or overthinking about things is keeping us from actually taking action and then getting the result we really want in our body because we think right. knowing and doing being two very different things. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh and I gosh. think we sort of think that it needs to be harder than that in a way mm. too. Like it can't just be as simple as me drinking water, which is also what I hear when I am helping people with taking consistent action. And we start with literally taking 15 minutes of action a day. The, mm. the brain does the same thing. Oh, it can't be that easy. I, I can't yeah. do the day, but if you're not doing anything now, just try the 15 minutes a day and see what happens. And yeah, it's almost two hours a week that you weren't yeah. doing before. Right. right. Yeah. Uh -huh. 
That's awesome. Wonderful. So, and, and, and so you may have just touched on that. So when you do see that your clients are like in burnout or on the edge of burnout, that's you're coaching them through those types of things, you know, so we're looking at and then the boundaries I think Mm -hmm. are another really big one. So do you have to be doing it all? Do you Mm -hmm. have to be doing it all times like 1000 to this, like over the top level? Yes. And if they have a job, is it, I mean, typically the people that I coach are sort of that, like they're going to deliver at over 100% Mm -hmm. and could they just dial it back a little bit and their 80% is actually somebody else's 100% and nobody knows the difference. Yeah. That feel like to do that. And, and then practicing those boundaries. And then the boundaries can be at work or with your clients. If you have your own business, it can also be at home and just, you know, getting support from other people in your household Mm -hmm. and then holding those boundaries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The boundaries is so huge. So huge. Yeah. And you were saying, um, what were the phrase you used before? Something to, uh, Boundary, burnout to boundaries, burnout to boundaries. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because the burnout is sort of a clue in my opinion that you need to have at least some boundaries around whether it's your health or your, all the things that you're doing. And you can use that as, you know, where you don't feel the way you want to feel and kind of reverse engineer it and ask yourself in an ideal world, what it would look like. And then, and, and then often the answer is, but I don't have anyone, I don't have anyone that could help me. I don't have anyone. And just really challenging that and asking Mm -hmm. if that's true and getting creative about that. If you Mm -hmm. feel like you have to be the one, you know, driving the kids everywhere, could you ask for Mm -hmm. full support or, help from a neighbor. I mean, there's always like creative ways that you can do this stuff, but often our go-to is I can't, it has Mm -hmm. to be me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you, and it's just so funny. It's all, it's it's like all mindset. It all goes back to mindset, right? And you work with some men, uh, mainly with women, but you do have some male clients as well. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find they're not struggling with these same things? No, they're not struggling. Not as much, at least the ones I work with. Yeah. Yeah. They are struggling a little bit more with like the too many ideas and not executing them as much. So that's kind of the similarity, but not as much the, the burnout, but, but maybe that over delivering, I see Mm -hmm. that across both men and women. Yeah. Uh Got it. Got it. Where you have to, yeah, go above and beyond. And do you think that I hear other people you know, coaches and things like that talk about, um, that really being like a codependency. Um, and, and we really, you know, if somebody's paying us money for a service, we have to, you know, it's like, if we went, I don't know, I'm trying to think you went and you bought like, a target purse, but they, you know, whoever was making the purses feels like they have to give you a designer purse, you know, like, Oh, right. You know, just like you're, I heard somebody else say it. It's like, you feel like if somebody gives you money for your service, you're on the hook to like, 
give and give and give and make sure and like drag the person across the finish line yes. to... when that could become codependent yes exactly mm-hmm. because they aren't going to have you forever and mm-hmm. so isn't it better to train them to sort of like be able to do this stuff on their own as opposed mm-hmm. to like building a codependency where they're relying on you because then when mm-hmm. they're done they're just gonna need to rely on somebody else yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. That's definitely something I've had to learn myself, yeah. you know, and, and I definitely can identify with people pleasing and codependency tendencies, you know, that I can look back and see years and years, even before, you know, being in business and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So to kind of like bring it back in. So we, I, mean, I feel like we've hit so many gems in this conversation, but you know, we kind of, we talked about like seeing the, where the boundaries, you know, that is a sign of burnout where, where we're not really well boundaried in our life, how we're maybe not doing the basics of self-care that feeling like, you know, you don't have enough time. Um, gosh, this is so good. I mean, I know you're someday when you work with clients, you know, on an an idea on a business, but I mean, this is like someday when, Oh, it could be your health. I mean, it could be someday when my kids are grown, I am going to stop working at five o'clock every day, or I don't know, you know, like certain things that you say you're going to do for your health. I'm going to be better about going to the gym. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had women when I was working just in regular family practice, I remember, um, getting, patients that would come in and it was like the kids had left for college and were finally out of the house. And so now they were like actually going to take care of their body and go to the doctor. Yeah. And, I was, and then the it, fascinating thing is I bet, I mean, I don't know, this is just the pattern I see. I don't know about you, but when the kids get out of the house, does something else happen that mm-hmm. has you putting off your healthcare? I mean, typically mm-hmm. that's kind of what it, which is sort of like an upper limit problem. I think yeah. I And it's like, so that's what I mean about like yesterday's excuses kind of turn into tomorrow's. There's some, there's always something. So don't keep waiting. And then something else might happen that Mm -hmm. has you not going to the doctor and all exactly. Or I found is that when you put it off and put it off and put it off, at least from a health standpoint, then like, I, I think I can think of one woman in particular, it was like, she hadn't gone to the doctor, had any blood work, things like that in so long. And when she finally came in, it was like, okay, you have high blood pressure, you have high cholesterol, you're pre-diabetic, you know, and we were like having to chase our tail now with all this stuff and like, okay, you need, you know, where if we, if she hadn't have put those things off, then we wouldn't be, you know, in such a place. Um, right. Which, yeah, and then the I, whole think, I mean, too. yeah. And if it's like, because of the kids, for instance, like, you know, I'm going to take care of my health stuff when my kids are grown. What are we teaching our kids then? Yes. I oh, mean, don't point. you want great your point. kids to stay up on their health care? Exactly. And mm-hmm. then, and also what kind of a mom are you being if mm-hmm. that's what you've done? And then, right. I mean, you could be so much more to them if you yes. were taking care of those things, which isn't, it's kind of counterintuitive and maybe counter what we feel like we were taught because mm-hmm. we feel like we were taught like self-sacrifice is like how you show yes. love or something. Yes. Yes. I, um, 
always think of, especially, you know, just, we were talking about them, different roles men and women play. And I just think of that, of what am I modeling for my daughter? You yeah. know, and I do not want to model. Yeah. Self don't put yourself last, you yeah. know, do everything for everyone else. Don't care about yourself, you know, which they're, yeah. I think in certain circles or cultures, that's the, that's what you should do. That's being a good mom or wife or person or whatever is put your, and your, your needs last. Yeah. yeah it's selfish. Yeah. If you yeah, yeah. put yourself first. Right. And, and I think that that can keep so many people stuck. So, mm-hmm. okay. Um, okay. So let's, so if somebody is interested in, you know, they've been saying someday when, and maybe they've had enough of their excuses and they, they want to, um, you know, to get your help and get your coaching to what is that? Well, I just said coaching, but what does it look like, uh, when you work with clients, um, and how would somebody reach out to you and get started? Yeah. So I have a coaching program called execute with ease and all the information is on my website, kristenswansonconsulting.com. But what it looks like is typically we talk, we have like a one-on-one at first, we Mm -hmm. talk through where you want to be, what your someday when project is, what's stopping you from getting there. And then we put together like a roadmap basically. Mm, And then it's ongoing coaching, both in the group and one-on-one setting to, I am all about like mining for your blocks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So so we've kind of talked a lot about like mindset blocks, right? So I, I, like I said, my corporate background is in strategy deployment. So I'm all about having that plan and, you know, kind of breaking it down. So it's bite-sized chunks that you would take regularly in that like 15 minutes a day, like I talked about. But while you're doing that, noticing all the blocks that are standing in your way. And so Mm -hmm. I also coach people over an app called Voxer, which I know you're familiar with, but not everybody knows what Voxer is. Yes. (laughs) That really looks like people being able to voice message me on, you know, in the midst of their day when it's like, this is what I mean, Kristen, I do not have time. This is all the things that are standing in my way. And then we work through it kind of real time to find them that time to take the consistent action. And then it's a real kind of, um, like I said, retraining of their brain to focus on what they have done. And then Mm. that really compound instead of that productivity shame. And then, um, yeah, it's, it's similar to what we were talking about, like about not being like that codependent relationship. I really want to teach people how to be able to use some of these tools on their own and come some of this mindset stuff on their own and learn Mm -hmm. how to. So the methodology is really around like going into your future vision. What does it look like when this thing is done? Who is the person that you have become once this someday when Mm. fully executed? And then what's the identity of the person? Like, what are the habits that they have? What do they spend their day doing? What does their day look like? And stepping into that now before you even have done the thing, it's probably the fastest way to get there. And, and then we talk about like, what are the possible action steps that person could have taken to get there? Mm-hmm. And then continually taking some of those actions, but not having it be like, oh, it has to be the 
right actions in the perfect sequence of, you know, you don't have to know how exactly that I'm going to launch a podcast, for instance. I think that's a good one because people feel blocked by like all the technology and stuff. You don't have to know exactly, but just starting to take some of those steps and then watching the compound effect, but also the synchronicities that show up when you continually take action Mm -hmm. and the universe kind of shows you, gives you like the little path to take and things start to come to you. And then, and then that's sort of a rinse and repeat process. So that's kind of what it looks like in a nutshell. Yeah. That's amazing. My gosh. Uh, and, and, um, what are some, I just, you were saying the podcast. Yeah. What are some examples of projects that, that your clients work yeah. on with you? Yeah. So podcast is an example. A online course is an example. They want to switch from, or sometimes it's like, I want to switch into coaching. They maybe used to do workshop facilitation. They want to do coaching or they do coaching and they want to do group coaching. And it's, it's really mm-hmm. like the thing, or they want to have a social media presence. That's another one or update mm-hmm. their branding. Um, things mm-hmm. that it's, it's usually like a new line of business that okay. they know is going to be the biggest change. That's going to make the biggest difference, but yeah. they're putting it off because yeah. there's so much resistance around it. I mean, really is why, but yes. it's, it's often because of like the bread and butter business, like that revenue is coming in. And so I don't have time to pursue this new thing, Mm -hmm. even though I know a podcast is going to make a big difference on my business. I don't have time for that because like my day-to-day stuff eats away at all my time. So Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. This is so good. So good. I'm, I'm actually just sitting here and thinking of a personal example. I, um, so my son started preschool in March and, uh, we all got sick for like, it was like almost four weeks straight by the time, like he got sick, it went through the house, he got sick again. And then finally everybody's back to normal. And, it similar thing, you know, I do one-on-one coaching, but I just kind of through that process, like my own little like month of burnout, I guess, or just, you know, our coaches or our our coaches, gosh, our kids being sick. I went, okay, I really need to shift in my business because this isn't, you know, my kids are homesick. So it, um, yeah. So really similar to what you're talking about. Shift like into a different business model that isn't as reliant on you, the Mm one-on-one. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's, so that's another, I think that would be another category in itself is just having a business model that complements who you are and Mm -hmm. style and, whether that be, I mean, I, I lately have noticed a lot of my clients have like multiple business ideas uh-huh. and multiple URLs that they've bought and that they, you know, in, in their future vision, they've got like this umbrella business with all these businesses underneath it. Yeah. So where, how do we get them elevated to the point of overseeing all of that instead of being in it in, Mm. right, in kind of the day-to-day of the business, the one business that they have now. So, so that, to me, that's kind of similar in that Mm. it's like creating the, it's to support your ideal lifestyle too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's awesome. That's wonderful. 
Uh-huh. And I do think there's like a magic sweet spot. Like if you're feeling called to do that, there's, if mm-hmm. that desire is in you, then that's mm-hmm. probably the best thing also for your clients too, yeah. to do it in that way and in create way that, that feels container good. that would work for you because then you're going to bring your best self to the client yes. and your kids because you've designed it that way. And then it's better for them too. Yes. Oh my gosh. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Then you're not, cause you're talking about resistance, you know, of like, if something's not feeling really good and really aligned for us, then we're going to resist it. Yeah. Right. And we're yeah. not going to be. Yes. So you, um, so you talked about, you know, your website, everybody can check out Kristen Swanson consulting.com. And then it looks like you're also active on, um, well, I know you are, but you're active on Instagram. Yeah. Um, so we'll link your handle and then you have a make it happen planner. That's yeah. awesome. So that's free on my website. So just go there. That's a really good way to just kind of get started yeah. and break things down into a plan to make it happen yes. and start small. Kind of like you're talking about that road now. Map. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Wonderful. Yes. So go check that out. I'm going to check that out myself. I'm like, Ooh, yeah. I could use a little, little yeah. nudge, you know, a little more. Yeah. I love how you said the roadmap, you know, we're just really creating the roadmap for your projects. Your yeah. Projects. Yeah. And then how, and then my whole style around it is like, have that plan and start taking the steps. Like I said, because that's where the magic happens is mm-hmm. continuously taking those steps and not getting too attached to the plan, like not having it be a rigid thing that you're sticking to, but just have it be a way to get started and then consistently yeah. showing up. Wonderful. Awesome. So good. So good. Thank you, Kristen. This has been such a fun conversation. So, I mean, there's just, I keep thinking about, you You know, again, this is, we're tying in a lot to business, but just, I mean, so all these principles you talked about, I mean, just apply to your health, apply, apply to yes. your parenting, your yeah. anything in your life, really. So, yes. Yes. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Yes. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. If you got value from this episode, I would love for you to rate this podcast, uh, give us a review, and that just helps to make it shareable and discoverable by other women who may be uh, needing to hear this message so that we can get out of burnout, we can live the life that we really desire. I'll see you in the next episode.